everyone. My name is Dr. Cindy Burnett. And my name is Dr. Matthew Wurwood. This is the Fueling Creativity in Education podcast. On this show, we'll be talking about creativity topics and how they apply to the field of education. We'll be speaking with scholars, educators, and resident experts about their work, challenges they face, and digging deeper into new and varying perspectives of creativity. All with the goal to help fuel a more rich and informed discussion that provides teachers and parents with knowledge they can use at home or in the classroom. So let's begin. Welcome back to our fifth episode of the Fueling Creativity in Education podcast, first ever Listen and Learn Summer Series. Now, as a reminder, this summer we will be sharing 10 actions that teachers can take to facilitate or enhance creativity in their classroom. These 10 actions emerge from over 200 tips that we've gathered during our podcast interviews with creativity researchers, practitioners, and talented educators. During each of our episodes, we will share one action and encourage you to generate a one or two sentence summary of how you can apply that action in your classroom for the upcoming school year. To help you with this task, we've created a Google spreadsheet that lists the action, includes some takeaways from Matt and myself, and a space for you to include your one or two sentence summary. The link to this spreadsheet is included in each episode's description. Additionally, if you want to join me in an online discussion, check out creativethinkingnetwork.com to join me each week in debriefing each of the tips. So our action for this fifth episode is plan for creativity. And our first interview clip comes from our discussion with Alfredo Baptista. One of the things I, one of the tips I would give to preschool teachers to foster creativity is creativity emerges when there is some form of framework. It is important to, to, dis, to learn how to design activities that really provide that framework. And then within that framework, uh, children have freedom to complete the activity in different ways. Sometimes there is this misunderstanding that creativity means that anything goes and you don't have to you don't have to guide children in any ways. I disagree with that. I think creativity will allow, will happen when there's a form of some rules in a way. Matt, I think he's really speaking about what you frequently mention, which is thinking inside the box and thinking inside the boundaries. And I think one of the interesting things that he mentions is that early childhood, that people think it's just about play and adding some sort of process to it. So if you want your your young children in particular to engage in a creative process, then give them boxes and give them some constraints in which they're working through. Yeah, I agree. And I think it goes back to what we said earlier about being open. And I think that we we want to create these environments like, you know, if you're giving them a box and saying play with the box, you are providing a constraint. They have to play with the box. There might be a time constraint on how long they've got to kind of create something with the box. But then there's also a lot of freedom for them to choose what they're going to create with the box as well. So it, it, it's, it's this delicate balance. And I think that the idea of actually putting together a framework is important, particularly for teachers who implement project-based learning. Because when I was first getting into education in the early 2010s, there was, there was lots of conversations around project-based learning. Sometimes Sometimes teachers would almost say to me, oh, project-based learning is easy. You just kind of sit back and let the students do everything. And 
No, that's not always the case. What's really important with this clip is is the role of the educator acting as that kind of guide on the side, facilitating the creativity, perhaps by asking those open-ended questions or facilitating ways to which they can go, find answers to those questions, provide feedback when perhaps they, they've gone down the wrong road or they actually sometimes they've actually gone and found out inaccurate information. We need to be there to kind of steer them back on the correct path. So I think making sure that when you're implementing these open environments, you've got to be engaged and perhaps in some ways more engaged than you would be in a more structured activity. Matt, it reminds me of the episode we did with Leon Tynes, who talked about using project-based learning and how it isn't about just allowing, you know, giving students instructions and expecting them to do things, but really to being the educator that's in the center of the room and monitoring what's happening and being flexible and allowing things to emerge and by giving and provoking questions and experiments and things to look at in different ways. So it just brings me back to that and how much structure he actually had in his classroom when he spoke to us about project-based learning. Absolutely. And someone else who implements project-based learning is Vincent Andrews, who is our next clip. Like deep, deep dive into like what creativity actually is. Like just look into it. It's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of resources out there that you can use for implementing into your classrooms. Look into your lesson plans and see, see ways that you can incorporate it in on a daily basis, not just once every blue moon. Because you can really, you can empower your kids and make them think in a lot of different ways. Well, Matt, I think this really encapsulates most of the work that I do, which is about embedding creative thinking into any content and really to bring in a creative process or creative strategies or creative skills into what we're teaching on a daily basis. Yeah, agreed. And and I think also the at the beginning of the clip, this idea that there's a lot of information out there for educators around creativity. You've got the Creative Thinking Network. There's a whole bunch of different resources that exist about creativity and how creativity applies in the classroom. You've got your books. And then, of course, there is this awesome podcast called the Fueling Creativity in Education (laughs) podcast. And I've heard that there's a whole bunch of information that exists in this podcast as well. So I think there is certainly opportunities for us to go and get a better understanding of creativity. And then with that knowledge, educators are so creative. They're so talented. They're so passionate, particularly the people that are going out and, and looking to get increased understanding of their field. And with this knowledge, you know, uh, Arthur Cropley, we've interviewed David Cropley, David Cropley's father, Arthur Cropley. He's, he, I love the quote that, that he shared. I think it was in, I can't remember the exact title, The Case for Convergent Thinking, I think the title is. And he references that knowledge is a well to which ideas are drawn. What I love about this, this idea of planning for creativity or designing for creativity, we do have to be deliberate in how we go and design learning experiences that promote and enhance creativity. But my gut feeling is all we need to do as educators is just to increase our knowledge of creativity. And my gut feeling is we will come up with all the ideas on how to implement and facilitate creativity in our classroom once we have that knowledge. I agree, Matt. And I think these tips are helping. And, you know, the book that I did, my first book that I did, which was Weaving Creativity into Every Strand of Your Curriculum, literally is a thousand ideas that have been generated from teachers on how to make it more deliberate every day. 
So if you haven't seen that book, you can download it from my website, or we actually have an app as well that you can download from the website. But we're always looking for new ideas. So if you have ideas, we'd love to hear them as well. So before we go, as we've done in our previous episodes, those of you that are engaged in our Listen and Learn Summer Series, and when we say we engage, we mean you've downloaded our spreadsheet and you're kind of making note of all of these awesome actions that are being shared, actions that have come from um, all of these great people that we've interviewed. We're going to be raffling prizes. And so you need to listen to the end of the episode, and we will be sharing a single letter. And that letter will help you identify one code word. And once you have that one code word, and if you get it before all 10 episodes, you don't have to wait for all 10 episodes. Once you've got that code word, you can email Cindy and myself at questions at fuelingcreativitypodcast.com. And in that email, we'd like you to provide a one or two sentence summary of how you plan to implement one of the 10 actions for creativity that we've shared in this listen and learn series. And then you get to choose a prize, but you need to get us this email before the end of August, 2023. So the letter for this week is B boy, baby, blue, bot, Eh, too long. <laughs> well, my name is Dr. Cindy Burnett. And my name is Dr. Matthew Warwick. <laughs>